Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. So, a couple of announcements before we get in today. My title is, I Want It Now. I want it now. When I was reading this morning on the couch, I hit this verse when I was going through Psalms and that was it. I was like, you know what? Sometimes we push off our blessing. Sometimes we push off the things, you know, we think, well, I can never have a really nice big house down here. You know, I got to wait till I get to heaven to have my mansion or I'm just not going to have that. God doesn't want me to have it, wants me to live a more humble life, and we push things off. Or we get stuck in the the blessings coming around the corner. It's coming around the corner. It's coming around the corner. Okay, we keep saying it's coming around the corner. Well, when is it going to come around the corner? And so sometimes we push things off um, out of our life, and God says, I want you to have it now. I want you to live in it now. And so um, when I get ready to do my message here in just a minute, it's going to be based on Psalm 27:13, And it says, yet I am confident. I will see the Lord's goodness while I'm here in the land of the living. So that's what he wants. We will see God's goodness while we're here in the land of the living. We're living, we're breathing, we're doing our life daily. 24 7 365 and I want to see his goodness each and every day in my life and I want to see his goodness in your life just as much so that's what we're going to talk about today but before I get into that I got a few announcements uh, because we do have new people on all the time so bear with me if you know about them already I just wrote a one year 365 undated uh, kids Bible workbook um Bible study. And so it has coloring pages in there. It has um, all different topics from faith to speaking in tongues to knowing your identity in Christ to going through the fruit of the Spirit to talking about God's healing. And so I wrote this. Everything in here I wrote. I put it together um, and I've got reading comprehension. Okay. We're going to write out confessions. We're writing out Bible verses. We're memorizing. We have to know what the Word of God says. We have to get it in our spirit, man. And we're going to do it at a young age for our kids. Our kids are not going to look like everyone else's kids. They're just not. We're going to make up in our mind now that they're going to be strong, smart, and set apart. And they're going to know God's Word. So when they see this garbage that's happening out in the world, and they see that uh, all these uh, uh, clubs and things that the world and businesses are supporting, our kids will look at that and be like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to follow the trend. I'm not going to be into the masses. I'm not going to blend in. I'm going to be a salt and light to this earth, period. And that's what we're going to raise our kids in. So I uh, wrote out a whole year for your kids to be a part of. Uh, You can order on Amazon, but you can also order from the store at shop.miracleword.com. If you order from the store, uh, you can get bulk pricing. And then if you order from the store, you can get um, stickers and bracelets. So make sure you go ahead and get that. Maddie, come back to me. You you make sure you go ahead and get that. If you haven't, uh, go ahead and get it. Gift it as well. 
it's a it's a valuable resource and I've made it like a um, I've made it like a journal I want them to put their name in it I want them to put their age that they're starting this I ask them questions what's your favorite color what do you love to do you know I love when my kids do those journals and I like to keep them and I get to go back and look at them and be like well when they were at this age this is what their mind this is what their spirit man thought about the Word of God this is what they knew but look how far they've come so I made it like that Here's questions. I know I should study the Bible because. So let's see how they answer it before. And then at the end, let's see, you know, what, where they're at uh, in their, their uh, word of God. So make sure you get a copy of that. It's available worldwide on Amazon or in our personal store with the ministry, shop.miracleword.com. We've had lots of releases coming out. Uh, the next thing is Kids Yetis. We have limited colors in those. What we have is all we have. It's spring summer edition with Yeti and we were able to get some colors um, on there with our theme of strong, smart, set apart. Make sure you get that at shop.miracleword.com. Also came out with new kid shirts. We have two choices for you to do with the kid shirts. $25 a piece, great, fantastic design. Uh, really over the top, the fabric, phenomenal. Um, they're, they're high quality shirts. It says our theme, strong, smart, set apart. I love that one that looks like spray paint. Uh, even the older kids can do it. We, it comes in adult small, so teenagers can wear them too. Um, it's in puffy paint, really cool. And then the other one I love, makes me think of where I live. And it's Psalm 92:12. the godly will flourish like the palm trees. And you know, I did a study on palm trees, and Maddie can come back to me, and I did a study on palm trees, and, and because I was actually, one of my first messages I ever got to speak at a women's conference was back in 2019, and um, it was called Flourish, and God brought me to that verse, and then I started studying about palm trees, because I grew up with palm trees, and like how incredible resilient they are they have the largest seed how many like roots they go down and what they drink from and so it was just uh pretty awesome to to learn about them and then see how god uses them and talks about them throughout the bible because of the type of tree that it is so we got those for your shirts um what ages of what bonnie which one are you which thing are you asking for for the book the book can range from anywhere from 5 to 13 obviously younger ages like 5 is something you'd want to do you know 5 6 and 7 is something you might want to do with your parents because there is writing um, and with the reading and everything but uh, you know it's something Teddy can do and he is sick so 5 6 and 7 recommend the book uh, you know sit down to devotions with with your children and then the older kids um, awesome for them. All right. And then we have Miracle Word Kids Summer Boxes. Miracle Word Kids Summer Boxes. I love these. It's a keepsake box. It has our um, Revelation 512 confession on the back of it. With the box, you get a choice of one of the brand new shirts, plus you get a beach ball. You get a tote. It can hold towels, pool toys, beach toys. You get a water bottle. You get um, Miracle Word Kids stickers and then a whole bunch of fun little things that are kind of like, you know, what we put in there. We've got water guns and candy and a whole bunch of things uh, that we're making it fun for the summer time. So that's really, I, I love it. So if you 
you know, feel like, hey, I don't, I don't have any kids, or you know, give them, give them to a neighbor, get a box, get it for your grandchildren, send them, say, hey, congratulations on a great school year, and send them a little gift. You know, wanted to bless you, get them for your neighbors. Um, but they're fantastic box, uh, so so worth it, and I love it. I love doing things for the kids. I work hard on getting the things for the kids. Nothing we have for them is ever flippant or never thought out. It, it, I, I love every bit of it, uh, every bit of that department. Um, my heart and my hand is on it in a big way. Excited for where Miracle Word Kids is going. Uh, excited for um, everything that has been up until now, but it's just gonna keep increasing. Uh, if you're also new, we have right now 40 plus topical uh, videos, you know, get your kids involved on them. They're at miraclewordkids.com. Uh, you can get over 40 plus videos and free, free printable Bible studies that go along with each video. And, you know, we're gonna be working on more videos, but we kinda, you know, did a, a year, a year of every uh, weekly videos. And um, now we are, you know, working, I worked on the book, this, and so it just, we're, we're always, our wheels are churning for your kids, and um, I'm excited to be a part of it because they're not, they're not going to be tossed to the wayside. They're not going to be an afterthought. Uh, they are going to be mighty giant slayers, but right now, in order for them to be mighty giant slayers, uh, they are in the training process, right? Because the Bible says, train them, train them up in that way so they won't depart. So there's a training period before we send them out for battle. And this is that time. Hey mom, good to see you on the broadcast. Okay, so today I gave a little intro a minute ago about what I'm gonna be speaking on and it's called, I Want It Now. When I was reading Psalm 2713 and it says, yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I'm here in the land of the living. And I got to thinking this morning, I was like, you know what? You know how many times we push off things that are meant to be in our grasp now, meant to be in our life now? How many times do we do that? Oh, in the by and by, I'll get that. Well, one day I'll uh, ride first class and one day, but not now. One day I'll get a house that size. Oh, maybe one day if the Lord wants me to have a nice car or uh, how about things that he redeemed us, redeemed us from? Oh, one day, you know, I'll be healed in my body and it, it sounds nice. Maybe it's just something, you know, he's just, he's just teaching me a lesson right now. I'm going to, I'm going to go through this for a while and he's going to bring me out on the other side. But it's like, no, I was thinking to myself, no, what is the master key to our life? Faith, right? Okay. So what is the, what is faith? It can change time. Faith can change time. And there's things throughout the word of God that we are to have now why we are in the land of the living. And that's what we're doing. We are in the land of the living. Are you watching this broadcast? Yes, because why? You're alive. So that's what we're gonna say. We're gonna wake up and say, listen, things that are rightfully mine, now, there are a lot of things that belong to us as children of God. So I just randomly, <coughs> excuse me, I just randomly picked four that were on my mind and I mean, cause we could go on for hours on, I want it now and what are things that we are to have now, right? That we're not supposed to push off. And so 
These are just four that I wanted to talk about, but you can go through the word of God later and see what your covenant provides for you. See what your covenant has for you. Because we need to be like, you know what? Nope, God says that healing is mine. I want it now. All right, we're gonna take it. We're gonna get the revelation on it. We're gonna have bulldog faith. We're gonna grasp onto it. We're gonna see it come to pass. All right, prosperity. God says, I am to live prosperous. Yes, prosperity goes in other aspects of life. I should be prosperous not only in my finances, but in my marriage and in my job and in my uh, love walk. And I should be, so you should be prosperous in multiple areas, but also when it comes to finances, we should not be Christians that are begging. We should not be Christians that look like we can't have our life together and pay our bills and not have more than enough. We shouldn't be Christians that can't, you know, supply for other things for, for people. No, we are to walk in prosperity now. Um, oh man, Jessica, we know where your allegiance lies now. Unbelievable. No, I love you. Um, and so we, we have to say, I want it now. I'm in the land of the living and the goodness of God is mine and I'm going to take it. And how? And, and why the word of God says I can? You know, knowing is, is going to bring many open doors to you. It brings a revelation and a light shining on the word of God. It says that the Bible says that the lack of knowledge, you will perish. So knowing is everything. Then believing, okay? So we have to believe it. We have to say it. It becomes ours. We get that manifestation. Okay, so we're not going to push off his goodness to another date. We're not going to say, I'm only going to have a nice house when I get to heaven. I'm only going to be around real gold when I'm on walking on the streets. You know, we're not going to talk like that. We're going to take, hey, Michael, we're going to take what we're supposed to have now and live in the goodness of God and do it now. All right, so Isaiah 6, 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. So let's be the Christians today that are saying, Lord, send me. I will be your mouthpiece. I will be a representation of your goodness. I will be a representation of who I am made in the creation and image of our Heavenly Father. Send me. Use me. I will do what you ask me to do. I'll go where you ask me to go and I'll say what you ask me to say. And that's what we're going to say. So today we're going to say, I want it now. And you know what? We get into that mentality of I want it now. And what happens? Immediately we have thoughts, right? I'm not going to be like that. I'm not going to be like, I want it now. I'm not. I, we get into that. Oh, well, you know that that hum humble pie well I don't you know I don't really I don't really need that how many times do we talk out of our stuff uh, uh, talk ourselves out of stuff I don't really need that listen and I'm gonna go over Matthew 6 33 seek the kingdom of God and above all else okay and he will give you what he's talking about material things there so it's not just meeting our personal needs He'll meet those needs, he'll meet our wants, he'll meet our desires, and he'll meet other people's needs, wants, and desires through you 
because you're able to say, listen, I'm gonna walk in this, I want it now mentality instead of pushing it off on the sweet by and by. On the sweet by and by, I'm gonna get my, you know, whatever God's promised me, you know, it, we're, we're, we're not gonna act that way. I'm not gonna say anymore, one day, I'm gonna be somewhere that's really nice. Well, one day I'll get there. No, I wanna know, Lord, what do I need to do to get to it now? I'm not gonna push off nice things anymore. I'm gonna say, Lord, what can I do to get to it now? You want to give me everything that I want here on earth. You wanna bless me, you wanna bless my family, you want me to be a blessing so I can be a blessing to others. How can I do that now? How can I do that now? So that's what we're gonna go over today. So it's okay to say, I want it now. And it's not being a brat, it's not being like an attitude, it's saying, just like I said, I'm confident I will see the Lord's goodness, what? While I'm here in the land of the living. So if that's a verse that you have to write down, if that's a verse that you need to memorize, if you need to stick it on your mirror, but we're gonna see God's goodness here in the land of the living now. We're not gonna be that stupid bumper sticker that's on a crappy car that says, oh, my car, my treasure, my mansion is in heaven. Nope, I'm pulling in from the supernatural. I'm tearing it through with my faith, my master key of faith, and I'm gonna tear it through and I'm gonna say, all right, I want it now. So the first thing that, that's right, Jade. Sometimes it's so easy that Jade says on Facebook, if you're on, on YouTube, uh, Pastor Jade Spencer says, sometimes it's so easy to fall into the O next year. And we'll do that. We'll push things off and then we never end up seeing them because they become so pushed off, they get forgotten. They get put on the shelf. And so today we're blowing the dust off the things that we want now and we're gonna pull them in to our life now. So the first one, you know, because I was thinking of, uh, of Mark 7, which I'll go there really quick. Uh, Mark 7, we know the woman that was sitting at the feet of Jesus and um, she was a Gentile and we know the whole response, right? She said, uh, that's true, Lord. Even the dogs under the table are allowed to eat the scraps from the children's plate. And so, you know, Jesus said, first, I'm going to feed my own children. The Jews come first, not the Gentiles then. And so what'd she do? Her faith, her faith, her faith made what wasn't, was not going to happen. Her faith was, I'm going to have to wait in line. I'm not going to get what I'm asking for now, which was healing for her daughter. But what did her faith do? Her faith moved time. Her faith said, listen, okay, Lord, yeah, that, that, that is true. But even the dogs get scraps from the master's table when it falls off. And Jesus said, what? <laughs> Sometimes when I read the word of God, I have to think of Jesus and these reactions. I love it like when, he'll, when he responds to the disciples like, um, if it's possible, I'm always like, it's, it's, a, it's not really a question that like he needs an answer for. He's like, well, again, I'm like, um, if it's possible. So this response, he's like, um, <laughs> uh, good answer, good answer. I wish my disciples, you know, had some of these answers, but good answer. And so what did he do? Her faith brought into the now and uh, healing came into pass. And so 
That is what we're talking about today. We're not going to push off his goodness and what he has for us any further. We're taking it now. That's right, Rosie. She says, I want it now. Okay. So I'm going to go to Matthew 6. I'm going to go there real quick. And we know this one really well, even though we know things well, it's always good to read, reread, and get it into our spirit man. Okay. Matthew 6, 25, I'll start there. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. He talks about they never have to worry. They don't even think about it, right? So he's saying if the, if the animals don't even think about it, I care more about you and I want you to have everything now, then don't even be worried about anything. Don't ever wonder how things are going to come into your life. Don't leave, leave that off to the Lord. Not because he's worrying. He says, we don't have to worry. I've got the answers. I've got it for you. It's prepared for you. So let me just tell you how to get it into the now. And so if the animals, they're lesser than us, we have dominion over the animals and we're far greater creation, far greater creation that he made than the animals. And they don't give it another thought about where they're going to sleep or what they're going to have or how they're going to get anything now. They just live. So he's saying, listen, just live. Just live. Just, just, hey, hey Myrna, just live. Just don't even worry about it. Just live righteous. Follow my commands. Go after my word. Do what I'm asking you to do. And just live and pull into the now what belongs to you. So we know down in verse uh, 32, it says, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. This is red letters. Jesus says, these thoughts dominate the thoughts of an unbeliever. And you are not an unbeliever. You are a believer. So these thoughts should never be in your mindset. It says, but your heavenly father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need he will give you everything you need everything and he'll give it now okay so here's the first one because we're going to live in the now mentality the now mentality what will i have now as a child of god my first one prosperity now Okay, so if you all have to say it, talk yourself into it. Build your faith up today. Don't just sit and listen. If you have to type it, you have to say it where you are. Say prosperity now. Now, <laughs> listen, <laughs> money's gonna come to you. There is a principle called seed time and harvest. Just like planting, you're not going to get a garden unless you do what first? You prepare the ground, you drop in the seed, you water it, and it comes to you. So you cannot do nothing. You cannot work, you cannot sow, you cannot, you, you just, you can't just sit on a couch and say, prosperity now, prosperity now, money cometh, prosperity now. Okay, but you have no seed in the ground. It is a principle. It doesn't matter what age you are. Okay, you guys know the story. Ted's been telling it everywhere about Brooklyn getting a thousand dollars. She sewed two thirty-two. Quick, quick, quick story for any of you who are new. Someone walked up to her. Mom and dad did not bless her. 
uh, even though obviously we could have, we said, Lord, we want you to do it. And she got $1,000 cash at eight years old. Now, does she need $1,000? Well, she, she has no bills. She has no, she, she doesn't pay for any food. She doesn't pay for any housing. She doesn't drive a car, okay? It's just the principle that God has given to us to get wealth. And it's seed time and harvest. So it's more than just saying prosperity now and calling in finances. We have to be givers. We have to be givers. We have to give above our tithe. Yes, you still tithe. That's a whole other subject. Listen to my husband's teaching on tithe this morning. Go back and watch the video. You got ministers out there that are, are putting people in dangerous spots telling you you don't tithe. Um, but I'm not going to get into that topic today. But listen, a phenomenal teaching this morning that my husband did on tithing. Uh, it's up on YouTube and Facebook and will be on the podcast soon. But to to get above, to bring in the harvest, to bring in the offering, we're going above our 10%. That's what's going to bring in. And it's a principle and you can't get around it. You can't get out of it. And so for us to have prosperity now, we're going to have to sow. We're going to have to sow. 2 Corinthians 9, 10 through 13. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. So as you increase in your levels, as you're bringing in prosperity now by your giving, okay? So you're like, man, I wish I had more harvest in, but it's like, how many, how, how many times are you putting seed in the ground? Don't get increased, don't, don't change levels and then start to get nervous again. He pushed you up to the next level, let's prove it. Let's give more, let's give bigger. When your giving becomes comfortable, then you know you've, you've, you've outgrown that position and that amount and you're like, and I'm talking about above the, the tithe, you've outgrown that amount and you need to do a check and say, you know what, Lord? This is not an uncomfortable giving amount anymore, okay? I'm giving uh, this amount a lot and I've trained myself, but you know what? I'm not uncomfortable anymore. So if, it, if it's not moving you, it's not gonna move God, okay? So we want prosperity in our life. We wanna have increase of finances in our life. We're gonna need to be a sower, period. You reap what you sow. I talked about this on Wednesday. You want to have friends, then you need to be friendly because you reap what you sow. Same principle with, with giving of your time. You, you're volunteering, you're, you're constantly giving of your time, you're doing things for others. So that's what's gonna be given back to you. So whatever you want back to you, you've gotta sow that. So if you're in a position where you're like, listen, I wanna increase in, in, in uh, my money. I want to increase in, in being able to say prosperity now. Then you don't need to be so nervous about money. And I'm going to be without it. I'm never going to get it again. And if you look at things from that aspect, you will not get things. You just will not. Because you're always in a place mindset of there's a possibility I'm going to be without. The Lord could tell me today to give everything that I have. 
everything that I own away and I'll, I, and I don't even have that. I don't even think those thoughts. I'm never going to, I'll just not, well, what will I do? I won't have a house for my kids. No, because you can't outgive God and, and he's never going to ask you to do something that you're not going to get replaced with something even greater. Right? So when God asks you to do something, even though it feels uncomfortable, guess what? You're getting ready to get something bigger, something greater. He never ever has you go backwards in life. He never has you give anything and then now you're going to have to take a step down. Something big is getting ready to, to happen. But you've got to say, listen, I want prosperity now. I'm going to become a big giver in all areas all areas. I'm going to be generous. I'm going to sow seeds. I'm going to not, and, and the thing is we get stuck in just sowing seeds just to ministries or just to, you know, give someone money. And it, and it could be somebody who's a millionaire. You're not giving to them because they always need it. Now listen to this. People, people will get stuck in their giving because they don't give because they think the person has everything already. And they very might have everything. You could be absolutely 100% in that statement. They have everything. But the giving part is to benefit you. And it benefits the other person. You know, I've, we, we've, we've, um, we're giving money uh, to someone not long ago. And they came to us and they said, you know what? That, that giving that you were giving to us consistently for a few months, that actually, I was able to take that and sow it right to somebody else who really needed it. So look at that. It went through my hands, it went through their hands, and it went into somebody else. And because I didn't know the other person that they gave the money to, so look how that worked. I, it was a channel, a channel of blessing. Like my husband talks about um, when you have a faucet on and it runs through. Well, it hits other parts. So look at that. I was able to do an obedience, what God told me to do with somebody that looks like they didn't need any money whatsoever. They're really well off. But out of obedience, that's my only job. That's what we have to focus on is that's my only job is to be obedient. And so God said, be obedient, give it to them. Okay. They didn't need, they didn't need my money. But it was the act. It was the sowing and the letting go of it. And then they came to us and said, a few months that you were giving to us consistently, we were able to give it to somebody else. We just let it flow. Continue the flow. Continue the flow. So look at that. I got blessed because I received a harvest for my obedience and the seed I sown. That person then carried on the seed and that person got blessed for obedience and letting go. And they sowed a harvest to that person. So look, look, look at the incredible harvest that our giving can do. So it's not just prosperity for me now. My prosperity now then overflows to the next person. Then that overflowed to the next person. And then that person was able to get blessed and whatever they did with that. So look, when we operate by God's principles, it not only stays in with us in a little bubble, it then spreads out. And because you become a far greater you become far greater in your, in your receiving because I didn't just be obedient to that one person. It flowed out. It flowed out. And that's what we are. The rivers in us are going to flow. The rivers in us are going to flow. So we want prosperity now. That's what we're going to do. We're going to be givers. We're going to be big givers. All right. So two good things. I'm, I'm got, I got 
got going on Second Corinthians, but I'm going to finish the verses here. It says, in every way that you can always be generous, okay? And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from the ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. So there's joy in giving. There's joy in giving. The anointing makes you want to give. The anointing makes you want to give. It does. I'm, I'm, I've never been around the anointing where I'm not giving something away. I'm my stuff, money, you know, my time. I, I, I'm just like here. Nothing else matters when you're in the anointing because that's that's how he wants us to be all day long. That's how he wants us to live in the anointing. That's why he says in his presence is fullness of joy. When you're in his presence, when you live in the anointing, you you want to be a giver. You stay in joy. You walk in love. You you know what I'm saying? Your peace surrounds you. So, I mean, that, that there's good points of being in the anointing. He makes you want to give. The anointing pulls it out of you. I've never not been in the anointing where I'm like, you know, I don't want to do that. It's like I become like this exuberant giver. I'm like, just take it all, you know. So it's important we stay in that. It's important we stay in that. It's only when we get our thoughts fixed on other things and worried and we're going to be without is that when we have trouble. So it says, as a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God for your generosity to them. And all the believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. So you want prosperity now? Yes. How? Seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. You're going to get seed to the farmer and bread to the eater because we're supposed to sow the seed and eat the bread. The bread's going to sustain us. The bread's going to keep us while we have that harvest that's coming up out of the ground. While that seed's planted and we're waiting for the next thing to come into us, he's got provision for us. He has bread for us to eat. We will never be without when we operate in the obedience and the principles of the word of God. We will never be without. And, and some of us need to really train our thoughts on that. So if it's something you have to say, and I'm not sure who needs to hear this because I can't see anybody <laughs> through the screen, but I can feel it that we need to repeat every day. I will never be without. I will never be without. It's, one, it's, it's something, don't I always say that to you, Maddie? And she says, mm-hmm. I always let them know. Everybody rises up inside of them. I don't want to share. I don't want to do this or whatever. And I always tell the kids, you know, they're fighting over candy. They're fighting over, you know, something or whatever. But I make a point to let them know, listen, there's more out there. There's more out there. And I'm going to say, and my, I tell my kids all the time, we can get more. You'll never be without. And so I've ingrained that into them, that they'll never be without. They, in school, they're taught, even at a Christian school, they've been taught about uh, taking care of the world and pollution and this and that. And I say, listen, we're never going to be without. There might be pollution. There might be people that litter. We're never going to be without. Why? Because our Bible says as long as there's seed time and harvest, summer and winter, okay, there's going to be provisions for our life. So we want prosperity now. Then we're going to operate as the principle of giving, seed time and harvest. Okay, number two, health now. I want health now. Now listen, um, you know, there's spiritual 
health, there's uh, being strength in our spirit man, and there's also physical health. And so healing is ours today. There are attacks, there are sickness and disease. Then there are things that we have done to the temple of, of our own body. This is uh, an earth suit, okay? It doesn't belong to us, it belongs to, um, it belongs to our Heavenly Father. It's a borrowed earth suit, and He expects us to take care of it. It's not a popular conversation. It's not a topic that everyone likes to um, hear about because, once again, we have society that, you know, takes on being extremely overweight is, um, you know, it, it's a thing. It, it, it's okay. And it's like, but, but it's not okay because there's health problems that go along with it. There's nobody out there in the world that is not extremely overweight that doesn't battle something. There's sugar issues, there's joint issues, there's uh, mind issues. They start thinking, I'm not beautiful, I'm not. So, when, you know, I'm not saying if you're thin, you don't think those things too, because we have the control of our thoughts. But there's not a person over there that's not extremely overweight that's living a healthy life. It's not, our bodies are meant, not meant to take all of those, the weight, the, the, the hardness on our heart and the veins and, and, and what the organs go through. It's not built for that, okay? We are supposed to take care of our bodies uh, physically and spiritually. And so we say health now. So what can we do? There's lots of things we can do for our body, okay? God will heal us past our um, stupidity. He is a gracious and a good heavenly father and I am so thankful for him. Believe me, I am not uh, a workout queen. I am not someone who eats the best food all the time. There's always something that I could be doing better within my own life, but I am cautious of it and I do try. And um, you know, I, I, I do try. So I'm not like trying to get down on you, but we should be cautious of what we put into our body. So health now, he wants us to live healthy. Majority of people on a prayer line are what? Battling something that got them there because they had no willpower to say no to it. And now they've got diabetes, they've got joint problems, it's caused organ problems, it's caused a whole bunch of stuff uh, with uh, sugar and a whole bunch of things. And so, you know, and that's okay. Lord, forgive me for being that way. Give me willpower. Help me, Lord, and move on and don't dwell on it. Get on a path of eating right. Get on a path of being healthy. He will, he will heal us, but let's not make it harder on ourselves. <laughs> I think sometimes we have to work our faith so, so hard on certain things. Uh, just because, you know, we got ourselves into it. Now there is sickness and disease. There are things that our bodies get and go through. There's a real enemy. There's, uh, you know, that's what Jesus died on the cross for. So we can live in divine healing, that we can live in divine healing. Look at Britt. She says, I was on blood pressure meds. Now that I lost weight, I don't have to be on it anymore. So see what a simple changing of uh, eating habits can kick off medicine left and right. We don't have to depend on medicine if we just have willpower. And if it's something that you need to ask the Lord for, He will give us strength in all areas. 
But if we want health now, we're going to take the bull by the horns and say, listen, I'm going to change my eating. I can walk in divine healing, but I have to do my part. I can't go and do and trash my body and do whatever I want and then say Jesus doesn't heal when I'm, when I'm the cause of the issue in my body. So lots of times it's our own self that will cause ailments, but there is an enemy. There is real live spirit of infirmity that comes upon people. And Jesus is willing to heal all, all the time for everything. But we want health now. And so we have our part to play. Proverbs 3, 1 through 2. My son, don't forget my teaching. Let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. So we have commandments. We have, we have to take care of our body. It says in the word of God, take care of your temple. So what? We're not going to trash it with liquor. We're not going to trash it with drugs. We're not going to trash it with bad food. We're going to keep his commands that say, take care of your temple. And what does it say when we do that? It says, for our, we will have length of days and years of life. Do you want to live long and strong on this earth? Then take care of your body now and live in health now. Don't do it later when something comes on you. Don't do it later when you're 65 years old and now you're deciding to make a life change. It will be harder. Doable, but way harder, okay? So let's do it now. Let's have health now. 3 John 1, 2, Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. So we're going to take care of our spirit man. We're going to read the word of God. We're going to fill it. We're going to be strong in our spirit. We're not going to be, uh, you know, sucker punched by the things of this world, by bad reports, by what's going on on the news. Who cares? Who cares? Why am I going to get a report from a heathen? Why am I going to get a report that doesn't even know what the heck they're talking about that's reading a teleprompter? Seriously? That's how you're going to run your life by someone who's reading something on the screen? No. No. We're going to read the Word of God. It's alive. It's powerful. It's beneficial to our lives. It only wants us to succeed and it only wants us to have the greater things in life. So let's stop listening to numbskulls and let's start getting into the Word of God. Let's fill our mind. Let's fill our spirit man. Let's fill our mouth with faith. Faith is the master key. If that's a topic you need to study on, I'm telling you, hit me up online and I will direct you to some people and some things to read on faith, on faith, because that's where we need to be, okay? Yes, Jesus still heals infirmities and diseases, those who come to him in faith for healing, uh, because he declares he's the same yesterday and forever. He healed way back then. He's still absolutely healing now and will continue to heal and will continue to heal. Matthew 8, 16 and 17, that evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. He never turned anyone away, still doesn't. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. Let's not make it harder work. Not, not anything, I'm not saying anything's too hard for God. 
But like I said, sometimes we get bring ourselves to a point and then we're all frantic and we're working hard by faith and then we're we're getting all like we, we let let's let's do our preparation now and then as things come they'll fall to the wayside because we already have a foundation. We already have a foundation. All right. Proverbs 103:2 Bless the Lord all my soul and forget not all his benefits. Who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good. That's what we're talking about today. We're going to see God's goodness now while we're in the land of the living, okay? So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. So when we have, you know, he died on the cross for health in our body. He he died on on the cross for a cold, not just cancer, not just heart disease. He died on the cross for COVID. He died on the cross for, you know, uh, a joint pain in our knee. He died on the cross so we don't have to go through ailments. So we don't have to go through ailments. And that, you know, that's why we take communion. We, got, we call it the miracle meal. Okay. The blood and the bread. Very, very sacred. And if you need to do it on your own, you don't have to wait till church to do it. Pray, take it, believe it, and receive it. Um, all right. Two things I'll go over really quick. I kind of got stuck on the prosperity one longer than I thought. But you know what? It's all something we need to hear, including myself, always to be encouraged. All right. Peace now. I want peace now. We can have peace now. Peace that passes all understanding. I can't stand anything outside of peace. I mean, even people around me, you can feel, you can feel they get worked up about everything. And I'm always like, you know, sometimes people are so used to that feeling that they can't live when they're in peace, which is like, I can't wrap my mind around it. It's almost like peace makes them crazy. But the Bible says in John 14, 27, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. What does the Bible say? Out of the heart flow the issues of life. We have peace in our mind and our heart. We're not having crazy issues flowing out of us. We're not just saying any old thing. We're not just, you know, <laughs> blabbing our mouth and letting doubt and unbelief come out. No, it's a gift that Jesus has given to us. And it says, and the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give. You will never, ever find peace in this world from anything they have to say or offer. Anything they have to say or offer. You could search high, low, deep, wide, whatever. You'll never find peace like the one that's given through Jesus. You never will. It doesn't matter if you think you're part of this culture and communities and everything else and everything's great. You'll never find peace in, in just money alone. You'll never find peace in just fitting in with the right group you think. You'll never find peace, supernatural peace, the gift from Jesus, unless you take it directly from him. And it says the world can't give it and the world can't take it away. So don't give it to him. Don't relinquish your gift. Don't receive a gift like you receive a gift from somebody. What? Somebody comes to your house and you can't answer the door. They leave a present for you on your bench or next to your door. And what? You're going to take it inside, right? It's your gift. Your name's on it. You're not going to leave it outside. Someone could take it, right? 
Someone, someone, you know, the, the weather is going to ruin it. You, no, when someone gives you something, you bring it in. It's yours. You unwrap it. It's, it. it's mine. My name was on it. You know, Christmas time, your name's on the package. You don't have to wonder, is this for me? Is it not for me? You know, you don't open it and say, oh, well, I'm just going to leave it under the tree. No, you're like, oh, I love it. Shoes, clothes, technology. Uh, you know, it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. No, you will take peace. And if you decide to worry, if you decide to live anxiety and fear and doubt and frantic and worked up, then you literally just handed over the gift that God, because it just finished saying the world can't take it from you. So if they have your peace, you handed it to them. Don't hand it to them. Say, I'm going to live in peace now. I'm going to have peace now. Um. I'm going to read real quick Isaiah 32. Uh, where did I want to start? Uh, 17. This is the uh, blessing for the Lord's people. I'm talking about uh, Israel here. So 32, what did I say? 17. I'm going to wrap this up and then I'm going to do one more. And, oh, one of them. Do I have that? Oh, no, I'm in the wrong one. All right. 32, 17. And this righteousness will bring peace. Yes, it will bring quietness and confidence forever. My people will live in safety quietly at home. They will be at rest. Even if the forest should be destroyed and the city torn down, the Lord will greatly bless his people. Wherever they plant seed, <clears throat> bountiful crops will spring up. Their cattle and donkeys will graze freely all right so it says <laughs> even if the forest should be destroyed and city torn down <laughs> nothing of yours will be destroyed your cattle still eating grass your um crops still springing up your safety you're going to be quiet at home the righteousness will bring peace why how can they bring it how can you bring it it's a gift given to you you Hold peace and say, I want peace now. Peace now. Last one. And this is for, um, you know, I love this topic. And so I decided, you know what? I'm going to say a good marriage now. A good marriage now. A good marriage now. We can have that now. We can have that now. Ecclesiastes 4.12, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. In your marriage, make the Lord the center of it, okay? You may be one-sided right now. You say, my wife isn't serving God. My husband isn't serving God. Doesn't make, you, doesn't make it different for you. You make Jesus the center of your life, and we're going to call them in. We're going to call our spouse in to be on the same page in unity because a triple braided cord is not easily broken. For you, that both of you serve the Lord, great. Work harder at making uh, him the center of your marriage. So a good marriage now, even if you're single right now, you'll be married again one day. Believe for it. There's nothing that's impossible. We're not going to be living our life brokenhearted the rest of our life. We want to have what God has for us. We've moved on and we're going to get it. We're going to get happiness. We're going to get joy in a marriage. 
we're going to get love again in a marriage. He wants us to have the desires of our heart. So whatever happened before, you're on fire now. And so let's make that a focus of our life. And so a good marriage now. And are you willing to stick it out? Loyalty, willing to stick it out. I just got, kind of thought of Ruth today. I know you always think of uh, your, the mother-in-law story and stuff, but I thought about, man, how, what loyalty? And she says in Ruth 1, 16 through 17, but Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. Get that mindset. Ladies, if there's any gentlemen watching, get that mindset. I, if I allow anything but death to separate us. We stood before God with vows saying, listen, till death do us part, good or bad, okay? We're going to have to work this out. There's nothing that God can't fix. There's nothing that God can't do. We, Colossians 3, we're going to make room for each other's faults. We're going to learn to walk in love. We're not going to learn to walk in bitterness. I don't care what the other person's doing. We have to continue to do it. I don't care if the other person's snappy or impatient or bitter. We're going to win them over with love. We're going to do our part. We're not going to say, well, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. You know, that's how we can get whiny sometimes. No. Anytime you feel it rise up inside of you, that's it. I'm going to do my love walk. I'm going to stay with my loyalty and my kindness. I'm not going to get on the first train out of here and say, that's it. Divorce is an option. You know, it's not. It's not an option. The world tells you it's an option. The world tells you as soon as something goes wrong or he makes you mad or there's a little bit of financial trouble, pack your bags and go. No, we're going to be like Ruth. Don't ask me to leave you and turn back. And then we're going to say to our marriage, speak life to our marriage. Wherever you go, I go. Wherever you live, I live. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. And so we are going to uh, live in loyalty and loving in our relationships. When, when we are loyal and loving in our relationships, we're imitating God's faithfulness. We're imitating God's faithfulness. So ending with Psalm 72, 7, may all the godly flourish during his reign. May there be abundant prosperity until the moon is no more. And that's my prayer for you today. May you live in abundant prosperity until the moon is no more. So that's how we're going to do. We're going to say, listen, I got the mentality of, I want it now. What did God say I can have now? Can I have good kids that are obedient and honoring and faithful? Yes. Can I have a good marriage? Yes. Can I find the right spouse God has for me? Absolutely. Can I live in divine healing? Without a doubt. Can I walk in faith? You better be, because it says we're going from faith to faith, that we don't go backwards. And so that's what we're going to call in today. We're going to say, Lord, what I need, I'm going to call it in now. So if there's something in your life that you need as we pray, 
we're going to call it in and then we're going to take our action steps to see it come to pass. Heavenly Father, thank you for each and every person watching today. Thank you for them listening on the replay of the broadcast. Lord, I ask you now to honor the faith of each and every person uh, listening to this uh, broadcast. Father God, that we're calling in what is now. Like the Bible says, you change not. And so your goodness back <laughs> at the beginning of time is still the same goodness today. You want to see your children prosperous. You want to see them fulfilled. You want to see them uh, walking in their purpose. You want to see them blessed in every area, Lord. I ask for increase now to come into the lives of the believers. As a child of God, we will walk different. We will speak different. We will have different. We're walking this year in divine possession. We're taking what you said we can have, and it's going to be a mighty miracle in Jesus' name because we're walking in the now. We're not pushing off your goodness. We live in the land of the living, and we're going to see it. We're going to see finances increase in our life. We're going to see our faith go to explosive levels. We're going to see our children uh, operating in the things of God at an even earlier age, filled with the Holy Spirit, walking by faith, speaking differently, hungry and thirsty for the things of God. We are living in the times of revival. We're not saying it's around the corner. No more around the corner. No more next year. We're calling it in now. We're going to use our faith, just like the, the Gentile woman, to speak things, to get a hold of God's attention and say, Lord, I'm here. Send me, use me, you can trust me, fulfill my purpose in life. Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen.